What's going on, everyone? Welcome into Near Falls with D. Hall, a wrestling podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Near Falls with D. Hall. He's talking on bars and how they win it all. Yeah, it's Near Falls with D. Hall. The final takedown, the glory or the fall. So loosen up. Step on in, wrestle with the need to win. We're talking near falls with D Hall. Ready or not, he's here to brawl. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into another edition of Near Falls with D Hall, a wrestling podcast. Welcome in with uh, a great song by Mr. Kenny Sukich. My man's doing big things. That The intro music is actually absolutely incredible. Thank you again, Kenny. If you're looking for any type of music or uh, any gigs, uh, reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with Kenny. He's really talented and uh, you know, well worth it. He, he, he does really good work. Um, a couple announcements for you guys before I announce our guest on today. Um, I just want you guys to continue checking out the D3 Nation podcast with Anthony Gennaro Bonaventure. Um, they're doing really good stuff over there. So they, they have some great interviews uh, and really just uh, a lot to learn on the D3 uh, circuit. They have uh, a lot to give there. So keep checking that out. And uh, for those of you that are out there, any interest, uh, I, I recently just got hats made. Um, and I said, I put them up on Instagram if you guys are interested. Um, very cool, really nice Nike hats. Uh, so uh, reach out to me and I can get them uh, for you. With that being said, um, I'm going to set up the stage for our featured guest of the evening. Um, today, our featured guest is none other than Mr. Brian Stout. Uh, just a couple accolades to run down for you guys. Uh, it's quite possibly the most decorated guest I've had on so far. Uh, uh, Brian was a three-time state place winner in New Jersey, um, taking fifth, second, and first his senior year. In his senior year, um, he actually went unscored upon uh, all of his wins were either by pin or tech, and he had one major thrown in there as well. So very dominant in high school, and going and that didn't stop there. Going into college, um, he went to the University of Clarion. He was a four-time All-American there, um, two-time EWL champ, a two-time PSEC champ, and uh, he was actually selected the 94 EWL Freshman of the Year. And he also p- participated in the uh, All-Star match two times. So very accomplished and uh you know i i have this uh this guy on here for a new number of reasons uh, i want to get his story out there because you know he's kind of known as that big dude in the corner at the mount lebanon matches and you know his sons are very very successful and um you know i want to get into that because he's not the type of guy to sit in his corner or sit in the corner of their sons he kind of does it in a different way and i think it's an important thing to to talk about so with that being said let's welcome him in Hey, Brian, how you doing? Welcome into the podcast. Doing well. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks for having me on, bud. Awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, before I had you on here, I just kind of set the stage up a little bit. You know, I've obviously, I talked about your accolades a bunch and, um, you know, I really wanted to bring you on to talk about kind of how you've raised your sons and kind of how, you know, obviously they're wrestling at a high level right now. And um, we're going to get into that a little bit later, but, you know, we're going to start it off like this. And, you know, I kind of start everyone the same way. And, you know, for those of you listening out there, it's a little bit repetitive, but you kind of have to start this way to get into the conversation. 
So you grew up in New Jersey. Yep. And, okay. uh, you know, Jersey, it's Jersey, PA, Iowa, you know, it's, yeah. those are the, those are the Mecca of, of wrestling, right? Yeah. What got your start? How old were you and what made you want to lace up the boots? So I had a, uh, my dad wrestled back in the day, you know, and, he, and, he, and nothing like nothing too crazy. But it, so, I mean, wrestling wasn't so big back then anyway. And he grew up in, in northern, in the northern part of the state, he moved down to South Jersey when we were when we were just babies kids. So he wrestled and he always liked it. He thought it was like, you know, just really good as far as discipline and, and uh, you know, body control, mental control. So he liked that aspect of it. Uh, I had an older brother um, who was two years older than me, or he, he is two years older than me. So then, he, so he got into it, and then, uh, and then, so obviously, you know, you just you just do what Big Brother does. You know, it kind of became one of those things. I will say this: back then, <clears throat> it was, and and wrestling was sort of like in those towns. Everyone like, I mean, all oh, you're good athletes, right? You play football, you play baseball, and you wrestle. Just it's just something you did. And then we sort of had success on on the wrestling front pretty early on. Um, and it just became very comfortable and, and for us and, and, uh, and it wasn't too overblown, you know, back, back then you had like 10, you know, rec matches a year or something like that. So I think I started doing it. Like I dabbled a little bit in like, you know, fourth grade, something like that. Fifth grade, I started doing a little bit more, um, actually funny story about that. When I, when I was in fifth grade, our middle school was fifth through eighth. So I was wrestling, I was doing well. I had a first couple matches. We were at a dual meet, but you had to be. All the other middle schools in the area, uh, I, I grew up in this area called Ocean County, New Jersey. You had to be sixth grade and above, but I was doing pretty well. And uh, But in the locker room before the match one day, I was talking to some kids, and, her, and, and I told them I was only in fifth grade, and they told their coach. And So I ended up I ended up getting barred for the rest of the season because I was too young. So I, I, tried to, <laughs> I tried to weasel on there. But I got, I got a few. I got like four matches in that year, and I was doing really well. Then they, uh, then they booted me. But, uh, so, so it's not like today where you, you know, in the youth circuit, you wrestle anywhere from, you could wrestle a hundred times in the youth circuit nowadays. That's right. Year, and it's, you know, it's you know I'll, I'll tell you, Donnie, I, I was like, you know, I started out as a smaller kid. I mean, I, I always wasn't tiny for my age or anything, but I wasn't big. I mean, when I, right. when I was a freshman in high school, I only wrestled 130. Um, I ended up finishing up 189. But so there's a lot of growth that happened there. Right. And, and, Physically, certainly, uh, but mentally as well. So I, I always paid attention to that. Um, I thought, I, I mean, I know that this area is really good. I mean, Jersey's full, chock full of a bunch of tough guys, and PA is too. So I was fortunate to be in both of those areas. But I was very uh, cognizant of not to not burn my kids out. I didn't get too stressed when they were. I could tell they'd lose to some guys sometimes when they were young, and I'd be like, it's not going to be that in a, in a year, two years. Right, right, right. I could see it early on, so I'm like, just, just. Just stay the Stick course, with it. you know, you'll be okay. Yeah. So um, uh, let yeah. me ask you this. I see some was, of those guys, go, they go too hardcore. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. And we'll get, uh, I promise yeah. you, we're going to get into all that at a time. Uh, yeah. So in Jersey, is was it the same time back then? Uh, was it just one division back then? Yeah, just one one division, correct. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, what clicked for you? Because, you know, you're, 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 wrestling fifth sixth grade whatever you be, yeah. end up becoming super dominant underscored upon yeah. your senior year was there something just yeah. just clicked it was it like i've done with football for now i'm going to focus on wrestling yeah. what was it yeah i i certainly like the the individual aspect of it. it you know funny enough i i can remember talking to my dad when i was in middle school early on and i used to get really really nervous and and remember him telling me and he was a he was a bigger guy and a military physical guy but 
So everyone thought he was the hard guy, but it wasn't. It was my mom was my mom was a little intense, you know. <laughs> and my dad was always like, you know what? You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it just because your brother does it. Like, you know, and so I battled through that a little bit. Um, but then I really did end up liking there wasn't any game, right? If I could beat the guy in my weight class, I got to start. Um, when I was out there, it was just kind of my moment. And uh, I ended up leaning into that sort of toward the end of toward the end of middle school. It's certainly like by the time I got my freshman year in high school, I'm like, this is just what I, that's when I kind of, you know, just said, you know, this is my sport. This is what I want to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, you ultimately click and you become, you know, super dominant your yeah. senior year. When did you make the decision to go to Clarion? So that's pretty interesting, man. I, I so I actually signed with Oklahoma State first. And, okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the blue yeah. blood. Yeah. So it, it, it's, uh, the whole process is so different now, you know, going through with some of these young kids today, I almost feel bad. It happened so early. Um, so after my senior year, um, it was actually, John, it was John Smith's first year being the head coach. Okay. Um, so I got a call from him and then, I mean, I took the call from my high school. It was just, the whole process was so different. So different. Yeah. First time I was ever on a plane was going to, going to, to visit there. Um, when I went really good and, and like, so I was excited, ended up signing, uh, signing to compete for them. What happened was they had a bunch of recruiting violations. No oh, one knew how bad it was going to be. And these other coaches kind of kept calling me. And they're like, look, these guys are going to get – they're going to get hammered. You might never be able to wrestle, yada, yada, yada. They ended up – they did end up getting uh, suspended for one year of competition. But at the time, no one knew how bad it was going to be. So, um, Coach from Clarion was a super persistent guy. Guy by head coach named Jack Davis. Uh, I think probably the best recruiter that ever – ever, you know, yeah. in the halls of a, of a university, uh, really, really good at it. Very passionate about clearing and the sport. And he kept, and, and the rules were different too. I mean, he'd come down to my house. It was like seven hours away. Um, and I was in, you know, South Jersey, man. It was like pretty desolate. He'd come down like all the time, all the, just kept coming, coming. And then uh, my parents were like, oh, there's something with this guy. He's, they got something going on, you know? So uh, he just stayed on it and uh, really uh, gained our trust. Um, and I didn't know very, I didn't know very much about, uh, about Claren. It was so far away. It was like a different world. The only thing I knew was like Kurt Angle was there. And I only knew that after he popped in the VHS tape and said, Hey, mm -hmm. check out this guy. He's real good. Two-time national champ. And, and, uh, so they, they pop in our VCR and I'm, I'm like, this kid is good. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, maybe I can learn a lot from this guy. So that's yeah. kind of how it went. And so, you know, I'm sure that was enticing to you watching Kurt Angle, you know, sure slay dudes and you know that's your size right yeah, so you're yeah. like hey let's yeah. you know if i can get in there rule out with him he's the guy he's the man right now you know if i can learn off of him you yeah. know that that's a good scenario yeah so i mean and to think about i'm sure it had to have been adjustment coming from south jersey which is yeah. probably very yeah. uh you know in the city and then you go up to yeah, clarion yeah. And Clarion's a farm town, right? Yeah, there's not, you, you got rivers, lakes, and streams. All everyone do, does up there is hunt and fish, right? So, so I'm so sure that had to be a little bit of a culture shock. It was, it was a culture shock. So where I grew up in Jersey is actually in uh, – was pretty. I grew up on the coast. So I grew up – there's a lot of woods and a lot of water. So okay. I was, I'm about an hour east of Philly. So if okay. you go straight east, uh, straight west, you'll run into Philly. And then straight east, if you go, you know, a little too far, you're, you're in the ocean. Okay. So it was it was it was pretty desolate. Uh, New York City was about two hours north of me. Okay. Um, but Jersey's still Jersey, and it's it's much much different. And and uh, yeah, when I went up there, Donnie, it was it was a culture shock, bud. Like <laughs> I, I struggled. I I really struggled for a while. Yeah. You know? I really did. 
it was snowing in September. It was just uh, <laughs> the people talk different. I, I, I thought, I'm like, I, I just don't know. The, um, the one thing I could tell you that what sucked me in was the, the people were nice. They had such a culture built all around wrestling. Right. And that, that, that was pretty neat. Yeah. And you want to be a part of something like that, right? You want to be a part of a town that lives and breathes through the sport, right? Sure. And, uh, you know, definitely. And even today, they're not as, you know, they're not what they used no. to be, but there's still people still live and breathe through that school, yeah. Yeah. especially the yeah. wrestling side of things. Yeah. So yeah. getting to your years at Clarion. Yeah. Um, obviously, right off the, did you have any redshirt years in there? I did. My, my, so my first year, I blew my knee. Okay. Uh, my freshman year and then I so I ended up registering that year which I probably would have anyway <clears throat> okay. but so that sort of forced the issue um it was actually a very very trying time because again even you know medically things weren't it was an ACL I kind of I broke part of my kneecap as well so uh we didn't know how bad it was going to be and how I was going to recover from it uh, I ended up going I mean youth is on your side there and and right so i came back pretty good from it um but yeah i was out that entire year i was i wasn't able to you know i, I could lift weights but i couldn't i couldn't roll around at all that year so ultimately that might have been a good thing in the long run because it, may, it helped you adjust to the yes. living and the life in clarion yes getting around the team that type of thing so yeah. going into your first year of competition mm-hmm. um what did you place at nationals your first year uh i was eighth my freshman year okay so eighth. So what did you think that you, do you, did you have that mindset? Like I'm going to be an all American right off the bat, or was it kind of, Hey, I'm a freshman. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants. And you know, this is where I ended up. Yeah. You know, a little bit of both, honestly. So I, so we had a really good um, training camp that, that, that early fall I went into, uh, it was Vegas tournament and I, and I placed sixth as a freshman and, and I'll never forget the story. It's, I was wrestling this this guy by the name of Dan Troop, who was a Iowa State guy. Bobby Douglas was his coach. He was a legendary coach at the time, and um, this guy was a three-time All-American. And it was my first round. I wasn't seated because they didn't. No one knew me, so I was like an unseated guy. And it was first round, and I remember Bobby Douglas was in his corner, and then there was other matches going on, tournament style, typical. And I remember watching him get up and walk away, like for, within the first thirty seconds or so of the match. And I remember it like firing me up, being like. You kidding me like he had so little respect because it was just a freshman this guy was a senior <clears throat> and I ended up beating him pretty ended up beating him pretty good um <clears throat> so I ended up beating him by like four or five points but just handled the match and so I knew um and then I ended up losing a close match to the number one uh ranked guy in the country uh later in the tournament so but I knew that early on I could hang with these guys the hardest thing one of the more difficult things on the on the division one level is is the mental grind right physically I was a strong kid and and I I always leaned into that so I I had I had a lot a lot of that but the mental part is that's the part that goes up and down and slips on you so uh, that's what what, that's you know where where you really have to end up putting your focus I think Um, I as a year went on I you know I, I performed pretty well and then toward the end I'm like I don't know the all American thing like we'll see I was just you know and then I had a coach who, um, a guy by the name of Eric Burnett, who's actually in Ohio now and has a has a yeah Burnett trained uh, yeah Burnett trained great guy. He was the one who first got it in my head. We were, he was getting put me through a workout on an aerodyne and said, uh, "Yep, yeah, next week he's like you're going to be an All American." And I remember looking at him, being, and he he was literally the first person to ever say it to me. And um, and I I told him that story a couple of years ago when I ran into him, and I said that's when it first got in my head, and I'm like, 
maybe I can. Like I knew from earlier in the season I could do it, but then I sort of like sort of slipping and fading. It's a long season. Right. And he's like, why don't you just do it? And then honestly, I should have placed much harder than I did. I lost a couple matches by, by a point uh, at national. So it could, it, it was, um, yeah, it was him who got it in my head my freshman year. And then once you get that little taste, it just gets easier. Yeah, man. So, you know, you're, you're going to see, so your freshman year at Clarion, you, you play safe. Yep. What was your next year's or your next couple of years mindset? Did it change or, you know, because you got the taste, you, you know, you're, you, you, you get on the podium, you kind of surprise yeah. yourself. You're on the podium. Yeah. You reach yeah. a dream that, you know, you probably set when you were, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now it's game change time. I'm already yes. achieved my dream. I'm only a freshman. What yeah. do I have to lose? Let's kick it in the high gear. Yeah. What, uh, you know, did your, did your training uh, go a little different? Once yeah, you got that I taste? Think, yeah. So I think, you know, and pressure becomes a little bit of a thing, right. And, and which, which happens often. I think the confidence is a, is a great thing because it can give you that. So you like, you know, that you can do it and it gives you a little, I think people treat you different, you know, they, 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 um, they give you a little extra, it's success. I mean, you get a little extra support, a little bit more attention and that, that is a fire, right. but at the same time, it's like, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step up and I gotta live, live up to this. So yeah, I do. I think, I think to do something good, you know, productive on, on something like a division one wrestling, it's such a hard sport, right? So you have to, I think have, have something in your belly, um, but then when you get a little click, a little something, and you got, you got you to gotta keep with it, you know, and, and right. it, it did intensify my, my mental approach. So, you know, uh, and just, so what did you finish all, you know, so eighth as a freshman, what did you finish sophomore, yeah. junior, senior year? Fourth, fourth as a sophomore. Junior year is my most disappointing year ever. So that was the year I was, I was ranked number one most of that year in the country. And then I ended up finished seventh. I was pretty banged up. I had a bunch of things I was dealing with my junior year. And then I was fourth as a senior. Okay. So ultimately there was a point, you know, where you thought you were going to be the guy, right? And you just yeah. said it a little bit yeah. in the junior year. Yeah. Um, was that tough to accept that, you know, you play seventh as a, as a junior? Oh, um, and how, you know, walk me through that because, you know, I, I created this podcast for to get awareness and to get yeah. people's stories. And, and yeah. you know, people spilling their hearts out. It's tough. But, yeah. uh, you know, so you, you finished seventh your junior year. Um, how did that, you know, all come about? Walk me through that process. Yeah. And then yeah. how did you pick yourself up going into your senior year? That was that was an extremely hard time, very 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 hard time for it. So I, I was I was dealing with a bunch of injuries. I was my junior year I was cutting a lot of weight too. I was still wrestling 190, so okay. I was cutting I was cutting a lot of weight. Uh, personally, I had some things going on, um, but I had some injuries. I had a knee injury, I had an ankle injury, uh, I had a mouth infection. I, so you, you can't blame it on any of those things. It's just all what's leading up to it, and it's kind of like almost chicken or the egg, right? So you're cutting right. a lot of weight. I'm ballooning up and down all through the year. The end of the year, there's a lot of added pressure on top of things. You get an injury, and then you start, you know, uh, and then injuries build on top of injuries. So, I, end of the year, I was like held together with like bubble gum and and, uh, and tape, right. man. It was it right. was tough. Um, I actually, the guy I lost to, I, uh, this guy from Iowa, who ended up being a national champ. I ended up beating him up like a few weeks before that. I, I, like I shut him out. I beat him like six nothing. 
And I ended up losing to them 8-7 in overtime, and it was terrible. And that was in the quarters. And I, was, I remember, I was just telling, it's funny, I was just telling my kids a story today. I, I don't even know what came up. They just asked me something about Iowa fans, and I said, they're horrible. I, I, I wrestled in Iowa a handful <laughs> of times. Anyway, um, I just remember the jeers and, and just, oh, just, and just falling apart, just, just crumbling. And um, <clears throat> so get, get through the tournament, uh, and, I, and I did enough to place, but it's hard. The guy who ended up winning the weight, I, I, I handled the year before at Nationals. Um, wrestled him a couple times. Um, so it's, it, it's really hard to take. My teammate also won that year. Mm. So um, it was very, very hard, very painful to watch. Um, I struggled with it for certainly the next several months on a, in, a, in a very intense way, but for years, actually. Like, it never, like, the guys, you know, I should have won. I mean, and, and it's woulda, shoulda, coulda, but I beat all the guys that were there ahead of me, and, and it, was, it was a tough, tough pill to swallow. Um, it's the first time in my life that I've ever been seated place lower than I was seated at like ever since I was a little kid. And, and that was, I couldn't get over that. And actually I'll tell you, Donnie, that was one of the things I discovered as I got older, it was the worst part of me in wrestling is I was driven to do well. Um, but you almost sometimes get in this thing where you start fearing losing and, and you're holding on so tight. That, that, that you sort of can miss things and you can miss having the fun and, and miss flowing with it. So I had to just push myself to, to get through that next level. One of the things I did going into the next year to answer that second part of your question was there's no more weight cutting. I just, that, that was just tearing me up. And, and so I decided to go heavyweight. So I, I ended up competing around 220 pounds at the time. I think I actually weighed in 222 my senior year for nationals. Um, it was a really loaded weight that year. Um, so McCoy, I ended up losing to McCoy, Kerry uh, McCoy, 4-2 in the semis. Uh, he was really good. He beat Stephen Neal in the finals. It was every, – Really good's really, an understatement. I mean, he's yeah. an all-timer, right? Hodge yeah, Trophy he, he winner. Is. Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, we were all within a point of each other. You know, I lost for third and fourth by a point. I lost to him by two points. We were all just – we were just mixing it up. And, and uh, so it was, a really, it was a really good class. I was I – was, it was probably the most fun year I had, actually, because I, I could just wrestle. And, and everyone – the matches I lost, I lost to McCoy, um, like, you know, and probably two former national champions that um, were, um, you know, they were really good and they were good matches. So I, I had, you know, threw it out, threw it all out there, had a good time with it. And you know what? Uh, just from the outside looking in, watching your kids wrestle, and I've, I've obviously, you know, my brother is the same age as he's a little bit younger than Kellen. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I coach kids that wrestle both your sons and yeah. uh, your two younger sons and Mac and Luke. And yeah. every time I watch them, your boys wrestle, they just look like they're carefree and out there having a good time yeah. and they just scoring points. You know what they I mean? And maybe that's, you kind of, and we're going to get into that in here in a bit, but maybe that's what you instilled in them, yeah. you know? So before we, we finish up with your college, yeah, give me a, give me a good, um, Carver Hawkeye story. Did you ever uh, wrestle in Carver Hawkeye? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Give a me a good times. Carver Hawkeye story. Um, it's, br- <laughs> it's brutal. I mean, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have I have a couple, but I will tell you, we wrestled them. We were on this tour, uh, this Midwest tour, which was it was brutal, man. Like you didn't we didn't fly clearing, but my sophomore year we were, we were ranked third in the country, so we're really good. And uh, but we took buses, you know, so we were kind of on this little loop and we wrestled Iowa State. We wrestled someone and then Iowa State the night before. And then we wrestled and then we wrestled in Carver. And it was the first time that I really remember being on the on the jumbo. So you go out there and you're on the, and we were good. But like 
you know, man, you lo- you're losing by a couple. The match gets lopsided quick. The fans are just, they're just brutal. They're brutal. And I wrestled this guy by the name of Joel Sherrett. So I was ranked fourth at the time. It was my sophomore year. He was ranked first. Um, and I, I, I just remember like looking. So a good friend of mine still to this day, his name's Dan Payne. He was an All-American at, at Fairhaven. And, uh, I remember we're lined up looking and they're just booing all of us when we come out there. And I remember looking to him and said, like, why are they so angry? Like, why do they hate us? And he, he kind of laughed. He's like, this is Iowa, man. It's just how it is. And uh, so the match got ugly. You know, it was just brutal. And I, and I, I think that was the worst I remember, like, feeling in a, in a dual meet. He, like, it was a constant pressure, constant pressure. And I remember I got a uh, – I got a bloody nose during the match and thinking it was like one of the only time I ever thought this, I got a break, you know, the coach is like plugging my nose. He's like, you're doing good. You're doing good during the match. And I'm like, coach, I, I just want a break coach. Like this guy won't stop. Like he's just I'm like, what is he so mad about? Yeah. You know, he, my, I remember my coach kind of like kind of finished the match. I, I, I ended up losing the match, but it was uh, it's a very intense environment. And, and I never, never did quite forgive Iowa for it, you know? <laughs> hey, I mean, whether it's Iowa back in those days or Rec Hall these days, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know. it's equivalent to Rec Hall now. I do think, you know, I'll, I will say this, the Penn State fans seem to be, not that Iowa fans aren't like educated in wrestling, because I think they are. Penn State fans are a little bit more uh, polite, I would say. Yeah, you know, I mean, they can be intense too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, for sure. those Iowa fans, man, they just, yeah, they they make you feel extremely unwelcome. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. That's real good stuff. So, uh, moving past your competition side of things, yeah. how the hell did you end up in Pittsburgh, man? Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, usually the usual story: a girl, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I met my wife in uh, at Clarion, and and uh, I. So after school, we lived in Philly for a couple of years, which was about an hour and a half from where I grew up, the, the part of Philly we lived. Um, and, and we loved it. You know, I, I, it, was a pretty, it was a very cool area. I was coaching at the uh, University of Penn. Um, I was working at this medical marketing company and then and, 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 uh, doing on the side, University of Penn. We had a good time with it. We liked it. And then I got a, uh, my wife's family's from out here. And they were like doing everything they could to like get her back, get her back. And then uh, we actually came to town for her brother's graduation party from high school. And one of their good family friends was a um, was an executive at Bear. And and uh, so we ended up drinking some beers together at the party and hanging out. And they just kept him on me and on me and on me. And so we we made it. And this guy he, this guy was a sports fan, so he loved the whole wrestling stuff. Um, and and we kind of kept in touch. And then he brought got me out there eventually for like. Uh, I don't know, it was like eight or nine months later for some interviews and stuff. And that, and that, that's kind of how the process that started. Was it. Yeah. Pittsburgh was only supposed to be a two-year deal. I got into this program at Bear um, and uh, it was a rotational thing. And then like, all right, two years, we'll move you, but it'll give her some time with her family. It's a like, great, great. And then the job just kept changing. And then I'd end up just flying out of here. So 21 years later, bud, here we are. <laughs> hey, that's good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I know you spent a little bit of time at Pitt. Yeah. Uh, talk about that for me. Yeah, yeah, Pitt was Pitt was fantastic. So when I when I came uh, here, still pretty young. I think when we moved here, I was like 25. Um, so and then I still I still wanted to work out. I was still like very hungry for the whole wrestling part of it, um, but I didn't really have anything lined up. I was helping out some like local kids here and there where I could, um, but it, it really wasn't a whole lot. And so Sonny Abe was at uh, at Pitt, and I ran into him. Uh, my former teammate Sheldon Thomas came up to visit one weekend. 
second EWL tournament was at uh, Pittsburgh and we went to check it out and Sonny was there. And I remember he said to me, he was like, eyeing me up and like, Hey, can you still wrestle? I said, yeah, <laughs> man, I can still wrestle. And he said, I need a big guy. And he's like, will you come in? And I said, yeah. So came in, worked out a couple of times. And then he's like, Hey, you know, we want to you know, just bring you on as well. So I ended up doing that for know, seven or eight years. Um, Randy Stoudemire was a head coach, fantastic human being, learned, learned a lot from Randy. Um, more, yeah, not even right. the wrestling thing, more, more the life thing. He was just, uh, yeah. the, uh, just most kindest, gentlest souls I've ever met and, uh, horrible loss, you know, losing, losing Randy's a really, really good man. So, yeah. um, funny enough though, with Randy, Randy's a guy that I would not have clicked with in college. You know, I still had, you know, I had a lot of that wild side in me back then and, um, but, you know, as an adult, you know, I had a family and stuff like that, it's just a different time. So the timing was right for him and I, and, and we got along really, really well. And, and I, I made a lot of great connections at Pitt and, and I really enjoyed that time. Give me a good Randy Stoudemire story. Randy. Um, let me think about Randy. Ra- Randy. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just thinking of this story. Not that, not that long ago. It's a little bit crack, but so. We had this guy on the team, and he was getting ready. To, Randy was very big about the shaving and, and you know stuff like that. Just old school by the book, looking professional guy. type. Yeah, of deal. yeah, yeah. The whole whole thing. We had this guy that had one of these little. You know, yeah, and he asked him. He goes, "Hey, uh, right before the match, they're actually wrestling Penn State that day." And, and uh, he said, "Hey, what, what's going on? You get in there and shave that?" He goes, "Coach, I can't shave this." He's like, "What do you mean you can't shave?" He goes, "My." My flavor saver coach and <laughs> I Randy looked at him and looked at me and I was just like my mouth was open because I couldn't believe he said it to Randy and uh he got so flustered and he's like you get out he like pushed him away and it was pretty funny <laughs> I've never uh, heard anyone talk to Randy like that never you know? oh that's incredible yeah 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 because he's definitely like you know, from the from what I've heard, I've never met him, but Coach Stoudemire is very old school, very like down doesn't to earth. Swear. You know, doesn't swear, like doesn't yep. get that whole side of things. So that's no, 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 not at all. So like, I think he thought it was something bad, but it wasn't sure. And he looked at me, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> and then, he, then he realized, yeah, that was something bad. He pushed the kid, couldn't oh, get man shape, but yeah, he he was a great, great human being. Oh, uh, that's good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. So, uh. Let's talk about this before you started. And, you know, I remember when I first heard about you. Yeah. Uh, my brother was wrestling for you for a short period of time at Iron yep. Horse. Yep. How did that come, come about? So uh, I was still, I was still help, helping out at Pitt. And then I just had this uh, and then Mount Lebanon. So we were living in Mount Lebanon and then like they had some needs for some like, you know, they needed help on the youth side. And then my son was kind of getting getting to that age where like he needed he was doing pretty well in the youth circuit, Kellen, um, but he, we needed extra, right? We needed to get him around. And I was like working, I traveled a little bit for work, I was helping pit out, um, so we were doing some tournaments and things. But I was very cognizant of I didn't want to go crazy with the top 100 stuff too soon. I but I wanted to get kids in here, and and and, and so it was like we have a facility. Like I I had you know. I had some time, I had some knowledge and I'm like, I, I wanted, I wanted to create something for him, a couple of his buddies. So, you know, we just kind of started, we just kind of went in like kind of head first, you know, right, and right. Matt Lebanon was very accommodating uh, with me for me. Um, and then, yeah, it was just like, I, I just really wanted to do it. I, I truly wanted to try something and it, and it was great. We had, we had a great run with it. It was, it was a lot of fun. A um, right. lot, right. lot of great kids. And, and my, all I, my goal, honestly, Donnie was always like, it was, Kellen was the, the initiation of it, but then it was just like, I just want to try to be, uh, give back, give back. Cause I used to look up to these guys when I was a little kid, 
they would just be on like the varsity team, like 500 wrestlers or like, which I didn't, I, I remember years, finding out years later, I was like, that guy wasn't even very good, but he was a cool kid. And I just looked up to him. So if I could just be something to help give these kids confidence and actually teach them some stuff along the way, I'm like, ah, it seemed like a pretty good way to spend some time. So, uh, so that's what we did. We just wanted to nice. get back to the sport and get back to some kids. Hey, that's, that's the name of the game, man. And yeah. whatever, whatever way anyone can do to get back to the sport, you know, yeah. whether it be coaching or, you know, I'm trying to do it on the media side of things to help that grow, whatever the case may be, man. I mean, that's the type of stuff we need. So yeah. let's shift gears a little bit here. Sure. Um, obviously, you're, you're, you're a parent of three successful sons in the sport of wrestling. You know, one's yeah. in college. You have two. One's graduating, going to Princeton. The other one's, uh, you know, highly ranked already in the country and, you know, getting ready to get into his junior season. Yeah. What's it like your kids falling in love with the sport that you yeah. love? Yeah. It's, you, you know, and, and I – I spent some time thinking about this. So like they, they have different styles. And, and like you said, you, you hit the nail on the head, Luke and Mac, I made sure that they really wanted it, you know, and they used to want it then. I wanted, they were like, you know, this big, you know, you know, two feet tall. I'm like, they wanted to wrestle. I want to wrestle. I'd let them hang around with me in the practice room and stuff, but I wouldn't let them compete. Um, and so I made sure they got like really hungry for it and they were doing it for the right reasons. I'm like, we're not chasing medals. If you really want to learn how to do it, you know, we'll learn over time how to do it. But basically I'm going to keep you in the, keep you in the room. Which got to the point where like, dad, please let us wrestle, let us wrestle. So then eventually we started getting, getting into some, uh, getting into some uh, tournaments and things. I'll say this as well. I was also cognizant because Kellen had some success being a young guy. And, and I did like one rec thing and like, it was like my one Luke, his like first thing. And he, he wasn't, Luke wasn't good at all when he was, when he was real little. Um, and I was like, Hey, it's a, he's a first year, first time. Like, and they, they'd throw him into these hammers, man. He'd get pinned in five seconds, eight seconds. And I'm like, ah, so before I snap out here, like we got to take a pause. Like we're not, you know, we're not doing this and, and made them really like learn what they were doing and, and develop this appreciation. So when I watch them, they'll go and, and now even like all these years later have this true love for it. It's, it's, it's so much fun for me. It's way more rewarding than when I ever wrestled. It's way more nerve wracking than when I yeah. ever wrestled. But it's more rewarding. And, and uh, it's, it's just pure joy to watch them. Like you said, like they just go after it. They try to score. Um, they want to learn. After the matches, they'll say, hey, what did I do wrong here? What did you? Like they're just they, – they really appreciate the sport. So it's, uh, it's something that it's for – my wife and I, we've always done it as a family and it's always kind of been, we're all doing it. We're all going, my, my little girls at every match, you know? So um, it's kind of just been a family, a, a family love for us. And I, I love to see them having a good time with it. it but, and, and by the way, it's, a, it's always been a prerequisite. I, I, because I did it and I know how hard it is mentally and physically, but more mentally, like I'm not worried about the broken bones or, or, you know, bruises or things like those this. Those will heal, right? It's yeah, those will heal. It's the mental, the mental scars that it can give you. So well, I always just do a, do a check, man. Like how we feel and how you get, I mean, you good. And, and they're like, yeah, they just always wanted more and um, hate losing, but we'll accept it. And, and, and they'll, they'll work to get better. So it's, it's worked out well. And, uh, but I, it, it was a conscious effort to like make sure it was a, it was a fun thing for them. Yeah. And, you know, you said something in there that, you know, I want to talk about. Sure. Because, you know, in our sport, you know, obviously, fellow wrestling's everything right now in our sport, yeah. and they they post these videos of these parents tackling kids and fights going on, this, that, yeah. the other thing, and parents overstepping their bounds, whatever, whatever. Yeah. When I watch you 
with your yeah. kids, and you talked about it just there. You're not in the corner. You're yeah. not yelling over the coach. You're not screaming at your kid from the sideline to look at you. I mean, you're a four-time All-American. Yeah. You know, you're, you were ranked number one in the country. You certainly yeah. had the accolades to, to take care of business. Yeah. Why yeah. did you make the conscious effort to take yourself out of that position? I'm not saying I never made the error of saying too much or being too loud. I think I have at times, but generally speaking, I don't. You're right. I just don't do it. Um, I've seen the value of being a dad first and, 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 you know, wrestling is something we do. It's not who we are. It's something we do. And, uh, th- there's, there's errors that I've seen that I've, I've coaching it on the college level. I've coached it on all levels. I've coached it on youth. I've coached it on college, coached it in high school. And then you coach your own sons. Um, you, you learn so much. And I've seen I've watched people make mistakes and I've seen myself make mistakes. Um, I know that there's times where you typically, here's one thing I learned very, very early especially from the youngest, from the smallest of sizes. Kids even go to practice. It's a fight for them. They are doing everything they can to win. Sometimes they're horrible, but they're doing everything they can to win and they want to win. So if I'm yelling, I have, you know, I'm a, you know, a bigger intimidating guy and I'm yelling and they're trying to do everything they can. All I'm doing is making it worse for them. A lot of times all kids need is a hug and a, hey man, we're going to work on that. Don't worry about that. And I actually always try to soften you know, getting your, getting your butt kicked, dude, he's just older, he's bigger, you know, he knew more moves and, and we work on that part of it because the mental, you know, to what we said earlier, the mental stuff doesn't heal so quick. Um, so it was just very important. I've seen, I've seen dads rough their kids up. I've, I, I've seen kids freak out. I, I, and it's just, it's so unhealthy, no matter the sport. And, and I knew it was very important to try and do it the right way. I, I the sport is so good. You can pull so much out of it, but if you let it, you know, if, if it's, it's almost like, look, Donnie, it's like having a beer or two a night. That's good. You know, having a 12 pack every night, not good. You know, right. so you gotta, yeah. con- you gotta yeah. kind of control it and it could be really good for you. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great analogy for me and yeah. me as a beer drinker myself, obviously yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love hey. I love oh, and who doesn't, who doesn't. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you watch your kids and, Now, let's talk about this. You know, uh, Kellen originally went to Penn State and then ultimately ended up at Pitt. And uh, Luke is going to Princeton. Yeah. How different was their recruiting process from your recruiting process? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, Donnie, literally when I tell you, I didn't know where I was going. So, I signed with Oklahoma State April of my senior year. Right. So, you know. Right after the tournament, right? state tournament you know and and, uh, and I remember even them saying you know they must have heard about me a little bit and, and stuff and then I remember on my recruiting trip they said hey bring us bring us a tape come to some of your match so I just like, highlight reel my coach had for me um, even when I went to Clarion my coach my dad took me to Oklahoma State it's first time I was on a plane like I mentioned earlier my coach took me to Clarion I didn't know where it was I had no idea how we even got there I slept most of the ride it was just such a different thing. There wasn't internet yet, you know, so there wasn't all, there wasn't all the hoopla. Um, and actually, little sidebar, that's one thing I will say. You mentioned flow wrestling. One thing about the sport, so, I, you know, I was saying it's important to me to be as calm as I can for them because I know how hard it is. That is a, flow's done a good job of bringing some attention to the sport and getting in the forefront. Some of the things that they do are too much, in my opinion, like ranking middle school kids. And, and yeah, it's a lot. It's, That's it's, definitely it's a just, lot. It's too, too much, man. They don't even have hair under their arms yet, and it's just so much is going to change. And my then you get is, then you get parents on top of that that take those rankings to heart 
you know, yeah. and that's not healthy. Like you said, no, not, not healthy at all. And, uh, you know, I've had, I've ha- had this conversation with a couple of guys I've had on, you know, I just had my first son. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's five months old. And, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate Great it. Stuff. He's a, he's Great a cutie, stuff. man. I was just yeah. playing with him before I got on here. That's awesome. Uh, but you know, I'm going to make a conscious effort and whether I do it or not, but I'm going to make a ch- conscious effort to kind of let the coaches coach and not put it. too much pressure on my kid because, you know, I could want it for as much as I want to want it, but if he doesn't want it, you know, right. they're not going to do it. Right. That's right. He's so, gonna want it. And, and there's, there's nothing more sad than, you know, seeing a kid, you know, people prop up, prop up. And then, you know, I don't know if you're the best middle school in the country, the odds aren't in your favor that you're going to be the best college guy in the country, right? I mean, it can happen, and it has happened, but it's Very not few. that common. Not right. that common. And that's just so much pressure that I would hate for someone to have to carry that burden. So, a little sidetrack. Sorry. I, 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 didn't want to I think that's very important. I think that's uh, – you know, I definitely think that's a problem. Uh, not necessarily a problem. I definitely think it's there's nothing wrong with wrestling high-level matches in, no, in no. middle school and stuff like no. that. But uh, – to do junior high rankings and things of that nature. I definitely think that's a bit much for sure. I mean, you know, it, it, and I coach a little bit in the junior high level and I had coach slack on talking about this earlier. And you talk about a a age group where kids are so impressionable. You can make or break them at that 12, 13, 14 years old. Yes. You know, and one match they think is everything at 13 or 14 years old and they lose, that could be it for them for the sport. And obviously it's not good for our sport. You know, if you look at it, and I think this is a good topic to get into, if you look at it, youth always has, what, you know, 50, 60, 70 kids, and then it dwindles and it dwindles and it dwindles. Yes. Obviously, there's a myriad of things that the reason why it dwindles down in the high school, but I think us as, you know, mentors, coaches, whatever, I'm trying to do as much as I can to get as many kids up into high school, because I think if they get into high school, then they're in those make or break years, past those make or break years, and then wrestling starts helping them become a better man. You know what I mean? That's right. right. Absolutely. Very, very well said. Yeah. Very well said. So, you know, uh, I'm sorry, we kind of got off track a little bit there, but there's nothing wrong with that. I like that. So talk to me, you're talking about uh, Oklahoma state and that whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, so the process was so different, Donnie. I mean, it was like, again, we had something, you know, we had like these magazines that would come out once, like once a month or something. And it was kind of not even that often. I don't know. It was just, there just wasn't that much out there. So I knew obviously John Smith was the best. I mean, he was, you know, the, the, the kale of his time. And, and so uh, that was pretty neat and very humbling. And, and, and so I was like super excited about it. Then when all these things started to happen, like I mentioned, the recruiting violations, it, no one really knew. And, and so I, you know, I bailed from that, but, but the process was, it was kind of quick. It was kind of, I, I will say this, a lot of times ignorance is, is, is bliss. I watched what my kids went, but it's changed when Kellen did it. It happened later in the process. <clears throat> After junior year, uh, Luke had started earlier. Max even earlier than that. Like Max now, you know, been fielding calls and, and doing all this, but uh, that's, that can be a lot of pressure on the kids. So it's, you know, my wife and you know, Jennifer and I, it's our job to try to make it is um, be, you know, obviously, be uh be respectful be courteous be polite and and don't waste people's time if you're if you're not interested you know um be upfront about it but hear everyone out at least one time you know and Mm -hmm. um it's a lot what they have to carry and and sometimes i think like you know tying it back to the whole middle school rankings like we talked about sometimes it's okay to wait for things but our our society is typically more quicker you know faster um the, the process can get heavy. So I think if, if parents can help control it, I think that'll help help kids. One thing that I discovered with like even Luke coming to his decision with uh, 
Princeton, sometimes, you know, you want to let them, you want to help them form, you know, form the information that they're deciding between. Uh, you, want, you want it to be their idea, but sometimes they are waiting for you to give the push. I never wanted to make that decision. It's such a big life decision. Um, right, I didn't right. want to make it for him. I just wanted to help make sure that he was looking at all the criteria correctly and then let him roll from there. But there, there, sometimes there are reports when they're just like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> right. Just, just tell me. You're the you parent. Know. Hey, man, give me yeah. some guidance here, right? So with him, to your, you know, so with him, it was kind of like, hey, it's a, it's a really good life decision. Like wrestling can be, you could blow a knee, blow a shoulder. I don't know, any type of injury. Um, you could do really well with a state school degree. You could do really well not even going to college. But I just thought um, it was taking him out of his comfort zone. He's a, you know, he works hard in school. And it's like, man, it's a great opportunity. Why don't you take it? You know, I mean, going to an Ivy League school, yeah, you know, it's a great school, and then not to mention they're 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 coming they're up in wrestling, man. They got yeah. some hammers, man. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they do. you know, I think uh, you know, with all this that's going on, I think Kolodzik should get an extra year. He only wrestled maybe five matches, yeah, you know, yep. which was a shame. Um, so that's you know, that's super super cool. I think that that's you know, a good way to break it down. Uh, yeah. for those of you parents that are listening out there that might be going through the process, you know, kind of take some advice from someone here whose kids are going through it and have gone through it. He's kind of at all ends of the spectrum and he's been there as a, you know, as an athlete as well. So, you know, my last point on that, Donnie, I'll say is the other thing to consider is all these, all kids are different, right? So what might be good for Luke might not be good for Mac. And yeah. you have to take their personalities and, and, and to let them make the decision, help them get to what's really important to them. But don't don't throw one in a situation because it's better because it was better, you know, better for his brother right. or sister or whatever it is. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good point because, you know, I had Mason Beckman on previously. Yeah. And, and he's yeah. Mason's an awesome dude. And yep, he's he um, he's uh, um He's going to be coming on. His episode is going to be released on Sunday. Okay. And uh, you want to talk about someone who loves wrestling? That guy. Oh Holy my God. crap! I love that he's guy. A, he's an encyclopedia when it comes yeah. to wrestling, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he talked about the same thing. You know, when he's coaching his kids, every kid's different. One just because one thing might not work for one kid doesn't mean it's not going to work for the other kid. You know, and uh, I think that's important to note. You know, if you have multiple kids, or if you're a coach, you know don't just push them somewhere because you want them to go there, push them because, you know, and the right I think thing that for happens. them. It yeah, should be absolutely. the, should be the right fit, not the easy fit, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to get, and we're going to shift gears one more time here. Sure. Let's get into a little bit of kind of current event topics here. Yeah. We're recording this for those of you that are out there, cause it's probably going to be, I'm going to release this probably after this card is over but flow wrestling is putting on the july 25th it's that i can remember it's the first legitimate pro card that i've ever seen um and you know there's been a bunch of stuff going on uh uh, that we we don't need to get into if you follow wrestling twitter at all the the, you out there know what what i'm talking about yeah but uh so i want to get your picks because I want to, I want to get these next couple guys' picks, and yep. kind of, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, I think I just love wrestling, man. I love yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about it. So, uh, let's start off with the RBY Mueller match. I think this match is really interesting. I yep. think that, uh, 
you know, RB is super funky and yeah. you know, he's a, certainly a good freestyler. So what do you think? Yeah. How do you think that match is going to be? I like that RB wide. He's got something and that Mueller is a great wrestler. I mean, all these guys are great wrestlers, but I do think he's got a little, uh, he's one of those guys you can't ever quite count out. He's got that little bit of funk, a little bit of flair. So I, I think, I think he, uh, I think he might take it. I have to agree. I think RBY is going to take it. And obviously I could, I, I, I uh, stand to remain to change my picks if need be, but uh, <laughs> I, I like RBY yeah. and uh, you know, just watching him battle like the likes of DeSanto and that, I think yeah. that's, you know, very interesting. Uh, now this one here might hit close to your heart because this is where you grew up. The Vito versus Alvarez match. I mean, yeah, Vito's yeah. from New York. Alvarez is from Jersey. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're trying to build that up as New York versus Jersey. Uh, what do you think here? That Sammy Alvarez, man, he's another one. He's got something to him. And, you know, I, I, I uh, referred to it earlier. I, you know, very fortunate for me, like the whole Jersey, Western PA thing. Jersey is just a tough group of guys. There, there's, a, there's, something in, there's something in the water there, man. They're tough guys. I'm going to go, go with the Jersey boy on that one. Ooh, I like um, it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, and that's interesting because everyone thinks that it's, you know, all Vito has to do is show up and win. But no, and he's in, good. He's real good. But yeah. I, I don't know. I like to get the Jersey guy fighting chance. Hey, man, I like it. So that and that's interesting because I'd never heard of him until he beat Mickey uh, yeah. at, at Scuffle this year. And yeah. you know, talk about someone that he we wouldn't even know who the hell he was if if Soriano was still there this year and he didn't go wherever the hell he's at now. You yeah. know. So <laughs> uh, I think that this next one here is. Uh, Super interesting. I think besides the main event, it's my favorite match on the card. This Pletcher versus Caldwell match. I find this so interesting. Talking to someone about this one today. So it's really interesting. Now, I'll say this. I'll say in his prime, I don't think it would have been a close match. I think Caldwell would have, you know. But Luke, um, I don't, you know, he's coming off. He's coming off a career, you know, pretty fresh. And so I'm going to give this one to Luke. I mean, Caldwell's been out of it for 10 years now. I'm sure he's still in shape, and I'm sure he's at, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just he's still fighting MMA but, and stuff, you know. Yeah, you, you just start, you just start wrestling is a very specific thing, you know. So I, I think that Fletcher will have the edge just because of his freshness out of it, I out agree. of college. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, and I think Flow Wrestling's done a great job. You know, to, to, I'm certainly intrigued in something like that. You know, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, the next one we have is David Taylor versus Miles Martin that just got announced today. Yeah, I think that one's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, that you know that uh, Miles did a great job, but he's just not Taylor's just on a different level. He's a whole other animal, man. Different he's, level, and that's the thing. People were like, when you know, when the Pat Downey stuff went down this week, people were trying to say who's going to replace him, whatever. Yeah, uh, there's not many people that you can fly in or to bring in that to give David Taylor a good match, no. short no. of Jaden Cox, right? That's right. Um, it's just he's a he's which a might have been a good one to try to you know try to get right. That. I wanted that. That's what I was hoping for, but I guess they couldn't make the weight figure out. Um, and the last one, man, uh, this is a great matchup. Dake Chamizo, yep. uh, yep. you know the headliner, two world champions. Yep. You know, Dake four time all four time champion, four different weight classes. Top yeah. five NCAA wrestler of all time. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you're probably leaning the same way I'm leaning. You're going to leave yeah. with the American on this one. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no question. And I, and, and you know, but I will say this about Dake too. I think he's hands down. I don't think it's even that close. I think he's the best wrestler in the world right now. I think the other. I think 
you know, you could you could say Taylor's up there, but I think between him and Cox, I think it's one of those two are the best wrestler flat out in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't. I just don't. I think he's gotten to a different level. And I think so. You think uh, you think he's going to take care of Burroughs next year? Yeah, I do. And Burrow, listen, and he was amazing, amazing, amazing. Still is amazing. I just think that it's cock. I just, I'm sorry, Dake. I just think it's his time. I think, you know, I think uh, Burroughs was really dominant for a long time, and and it's just, it's just, uh, it's just the other guy's time. You know, and I tend to agree with you. And uh, I think that at this point in the in his career for JB, I mean. But how many times have we said this? I've said this the last two years about JB. Whether you know, he just finds a way to do it. He's just yes, an he animal, does. man. He's he so is. impressive. He is. Um, he is. But you know, Dake is actually you watch him and he's equally impressive. Like the stuff that he, he gets, I'm like, wait, I, I think his strength is that his chest he, wraps are just incredible. Yeah, you know? he's got a little bit of the youth on his side. He's got a little bit of the hunger. I mean, JB's been, uh, you know, I'll tell you. And I'm not saying JB's there because I think he, he's fantastic, and I think he'll be most people in the world. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Muhammad Ali has a has a really good saying. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's he says, uh, "It's hard to get up at 5 a.m. to do road work when you've been when you've been sleeping until shoot." You know. Yeah. So so I and and I'm listen. I know that guy trains his butt off. I'm sure of it. But it's just he's been the top dog for a long, long time, and Dake is still hungry, grinding, hungry for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I, I I can't disagree with you at all there. Um, so the last topic I want to bring on for you, uh, and I I, I had I uh, sent this email to you earlier this week. You know, you you you've been part of wrestling for twenty years now, at least, right? Yeah. Um, probably twenty more than more than that, twenty six years. Yeah. 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 So, uh, give me your favorite pin. Did you ever been a part of as an athlete or a competitor or a parent? Uh, pin? Yes. Um, yeah. You, you know what? I, I actually think it's my, uh, I think it's my middle son, Luke. Okay. Um, I'll take myself out of it. Cause I think it's just like we were saying, it's uh, as much as it rips your heart out. It's, it, it is more rewarding when you're, when your kids do well. Yeah. Um, his, his freshman year, he was, uh, in the, in the, the, the blood round to make it to state. So it was like, you, hey, you, you went yet with bills. So he's like, you, you win to move on or you're out. And he was losing. He got caught and put on his back. Well, uh, pretty funky, good wrestler uh, in the first, I don't know, 10 seconds. And I thought he was going to get pinned. And I actually turned away. He gets off of his back. He's down 5-0. And he just kept climbing back and climbing back. And it's kind of one of these things that almost set up, you know, Luke. He's just always been a grinder. And he just kept coming and coming and coming. Gets a takedown in the last five seconds to send it into OT. And then OT takes him down, takes the kid down and pins him. And That's incredible. I, it, was, it was the first time. I actually think it was the first time. Yeah, I, a tear actually – I actually got choked up. I, my wife was at Little Kid States with, with Mac, and I was with Luke. I thought it was important for me to be there because it was his freshman year at, at Whitfields. And uh, I was talking to him, and I got choked up as I was talking to him. I'm like, I've never – like, he just worked so hard at it, you know. And, uh, and I thought he was done. I thought he was done. I actually turned my back, and then my buddy hit me and said, he got off his back. And I turned back around. And then he just kept climbing back and climbing back. And, and, and then he ended up pinning him in the very end. And I'm like, man, I can't, he's going to be okay. Yeah, he's going to be all right. Right. Uh, you know, and it, I think that's so cool, man. I, I love how passionately you talk about your, your kids yeah. and, uh, you know, how passionately you talk about the sport. Uh, yeah. You know, you're a four-time All-American, but 
you know, for those of you that are listening out there, take advice from this guy, you know, he's a four-time All-American, but he lets the coaches do the coaching to an extent, right? You know, he's, he's dad first, coach second. And that's I think that's, I think that's very important. Um, and, you know, I, I still have a lot to learn, but I think that I'm trying to take bits and pieces from every guy I have on, yeah. um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with coaching your kids. Um, but I think that, you know, the culture that we have right now, that uh, parents and some coaches put a little bit too much pressure, especially on the younger guys. And I think that's a problem in our sport. And, you know, I'm doing everything I can to kind of change that a little bit. So with that being said, um, that's kind of, kind of wrap up our interview here with uh, coach Stout with uh, Brian Stout here. Do you have anything else for me, man? Anything you want to add? Yeah. You know, all I would say is that, you know, I think what you're doing is a fantastic thing. I think, uh, you know, to bring in attention to the, our sport it's it's a really really great thing and i think you're doing a really nice job at it um and and you are right it's that listen we're in western pa and, and make no mistake it's the best wrestling in the country it is so Absolutely. you know it's and and so we have to you know be respectful of that and and realize these kids have a lot of pressure so just do your best to be a sounding board do your best to be their rock whether you're just coaching them or you're actually related to them it's a hard hard sport and uh, believe me, they're doing their best. And uh, so I think what you're doing is great and, and continued success. I wish you all the best. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it, man. And, you know, uh, that's going to kind of wrap it up here. I want to do a couple of ending announcements here before we get into the outro music here in a minute. Uh, but, uh, you know, just for future guests that I have coming on, you know, I have Brian on here. Uh, I actually have a little bit of a different uh, – set of uh, i have a father and son combo that are coming on which is a little bit of a different aspect nice. uh i have uh rob lee uh and his dad uh are coming on and talking about how they started their club out in wisconsin and you know how rob kind of ma- ultimately made the decision to come to pit and uh, obviously kellen has been teammates with rob and sure. you know my brother's roommate and stuff so i'm very yep. close with rob super super excited about that uh so be on the lookout for that one guys and you know i've been teasing this and you know, he's coming. I promise you he's coming and he's, he's going to tell all. I had Mr. Eric Angle coming on and, you know, he's going to talk about the situation that happened at States a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, no one's ever really heard his side of the story. I'm not saying what he did or I'm not taking a side in either the situation, but uh, I think he deserves to have his story told as well. Absolutely. So, um, you know, that's going to be super cool. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And, you know, uh, I appreciate you guys spending some time with me and uh, Mr. Brian Stout here, but that's all I have for you guys. Be on the lookout for more content coming soon. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks. Love you guys. Good night. <laughs>